Welcome to another edition of The Train Stop, brought to you by HammerandRails.com. Thank you, everybody, at the Hammer and Rails. My name is Anish Ramaswamy. Alongside me, my long-lost love, Steve Landry. Hi, Steve. How's it going, Anish? It's going. How about you? Doing all right. Glad to be here once again. Today's, uh, today's episode, I guess, brought to you by the letter A for Aren't You Glad Football Season's Over. Now Thank it's basketball. God. We'll touch on that a little bit at the end, but uh, sorry, Danny Hope. I'm not too sorry. <laughs> So, when we last left you, Purdue just opened against Bucknell and Hofstra. One win, one loss. So, what were some things that you came away with on the, on the, after the first two games, and what were you looking for as they went by? Uh, what I've noticed from the first couple of games is we're a pretty immature team, and it's not in the sense that, you know, we're doing stupid things off the court. It's just on the court, you know, we're, it clearly shows we've got a bunch of freshmen, sophomores, young guys who don't really know how to play together yet are still trying to figure out the chemistry and whatnot and we just got to stop living and dying by the three shot like we have in the past because you know we had uh ryan rob etuan like those guys could hit threes and you know had the green light but you know dj is such a streaky shooter so is anthony johnson and uh ronnie just he's he's a pretty under under average yeah, three-point shooter he's yeah not he's good. not good <laughs> say it. he's not good he's not that good um, three-point shooting but. we we so we'll go over the next four games that have been there since we last left you. First one is Villanova. We played at home. Second one at home, or I mean uh, in New York. Second one again in New York was against Oregon State. The third one, UNC Wilmington at home, um, if you can even call that a game. And the fourth one is at Clemson, our part in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. And then we'll just hit you up with a few uh, quick hits at the end, give, us, uh, give you a few grades over all things uh, Purdue sports. And we'll leave you at that, uh, hopefully wanting more. Uh, but first, we'll start at the Purdue versus Villanova game. Happened on November 15th, 2012 in New York City at the Madison Square Garden. As a Pacers fan, uh, I, I have some good memories about Madison Square Garden games. Everyone has a little few good memories of MSG. <laughs> I thought it was funny how the guys before the game were tweeting about how the last time they were there, they played Blake Griffin. Oh they just dominated. I, yeah, that game. I saw Robbie. I think I saw Robbie and uh, Chris Kramer tweeting about that and how many fouls, like joking about how many fouls yeah. Blake Griffin drew, quote <laughs> unquote drew. He's pretty good at flopping. Well, I mean, he turned out to be pretty good. So, yeah, you know. I mean, uh, you know, guy's doing all right. The game was at 9 p.m. on the 15th, and it lasted until 12.15 a.m. Final score, Villanova 89, Purdue Boilermakers 81. Man, this was a frustrating game, and I'm glad we waited this long to do it because otherwise we would just be yelling. I had to do a ride up right afterwards, and I told T Mel, just I, I can't do it. I'm, oh I gosh. was livid. I, I, you know, I'm not one. I don't like using the refs as scapegoats because I find that you know a For little, sure. I don't know, a little foolish. But in this one, there are just so many ridiculous calls both ways, and that flagrant on DJ at the end, like that was a game changing call. Like that, you, how do you call that? That's just stupid. We we shot ourselves in the foot quite a bit throughout that game as well. Absolutely, the first half was was very weak. I thought, um, you know, we were down twenty nine thirty five at the end of the first half, then came on with forty six points to their forty mm-hmm. um, in the second. But I mean, it, this was ours. This was ours to lose. Oh, and, absolutely, uh, and we did. But yeah, I mean, like you said, we shot ourselves in the own foot, our, our own foot. Uh, you know, fifty seven percent from the free throw line oh, as opposed geez. to their eighty. Tyrone Johnson was pretty clutch at yeah. the end when we thought we had it. He hit that dagger three-pointer, put us oh, up, yeah. I believe, by seven. 
um, with about three minutes left to play or two minutes left to mm-hmm. play. Um, and then that elbow sequence happened. Flagrant foul. They had the ball. We missed. Um, we missed some chances. We had some quick or bad turnovers. Right. Um, and they just capitalized. I mean, they they wanted to win. Yeah, and we just had too many guys committing too many fouls. I mean, three guys fouling out in one game is ridiculous. I mean, Should that, never happen. That Ryan, freshman Ryan Archie Diacono, the uh, the announcers started calling him just Arch. He killed us in the first oh half. Oh my god! Just killed us. Murdered us. And, and in the first in the second half, we we did a good job. I believe it was Anthony Johnson that was kind of tied to his hip the entire yeah. time. Archie Diacono finished with 18 points, uh, six assists, but seven turnovers, which is good. I mean, that was a largely forced. Yeah, in the I, I thought half. we did a good job making them force turnovers. But then uh, the other three players in double figures for them: Javon Pinkston, uh, Darren Hillard, and James Bell. We we sucked. We yeah. we sucked. We couldn't stop a nosebleed, no, as Shaq not likes at all. to say. <laughs> um, but. Then overtime came, and they just had all the momentum in yeah. overtime, and uh, Purdue fans on Twitter had all of the rage. It's just too much happened too quickly, and we couldn't really recover from that. But the fouls, uh, turnovers, and just, I don't know, you, you they set in that panic mode where it just start jacking up shots, and, you know, there's not a lot you can do with that. So the game that game ended at 12.15 a.m. It was uh, just about a three-hour game on a huge stage in Madison Square Garden. Um, you know, for these young guys, that's something extremely new. And then the next day, we have the first game. We play the losers. Uh, we played the loser of the Oregon State um, Alabama game. Yeah. yeah, Oregon State Alabama game, and it was obviously Oregon State because they're not very good. Now that I say that, <sighs> Purdue loses to Oregon State the next day at 5 p.m. We had 19 hours of rest. Final score: 66 to 58. Purdue falls. What the heck, man? It was pathetic. Although I will say, AJ Hammonds turned. He became a man this game. He did. He did really well. Had a good presence both offensively and defensively. But I, we just couldn't capitalize on AJ that. AJ Hammonds finished with twenty points off eight of ten shooting, uh, eight rebounds, a um, couple assists, couple blocks, uh, steal. I mean, it, it, he filled the box score. I believe he made. Um, the all tournament team, and as he should have, yeah, um. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and and the most bu- the most annoying part of that was in the first game he was up against no size. They didn't oh, really no. have any experience size, and for a seven footer that is pretty skilled. He could have really taken advantage of that. In this game, they actually had size to put on us. They had, um, I think their tallest guy was about six eleven. They had a couple big bodies yeah. over six eight, and. He he dominated. I mean, I don't. He's a freshman, I guess. So I I don't really it's know. What just, to expect it's from so him. hard to read AJ Hammonds because there'll be games like this where he's his you know his mind's in the game. He wants to compete, and you know he's where he's supposed to be, like getting good deep position, uh, being there to you know block the shot, grab the rebound. And then there's games like you know in Villanova where he's not really existent. And you know last night I thought he was kind of you know for the Clemson game he was kind of in and out at times with yeah. where he was at. So. So against Oregon State again, really the only bright spot was AJ Hammonds. Another good, another bright spot um, that I noticed, and I believe you and I uh, were either texting about later or during the game was uh, Jacob Lawson. Yes. So Jacob Lawson, if if uh, Stephen Torra is our victory cigar, Jacob Lawson has to be our human uh, energy drink. Oh, don't yeah. you think? I mean, he's he's a monster. He's, he's a beast. He just goes and goes and goes. he's completely re- reinvented himself. Last year, he was trying to be just this big that could score back to the back. This year, right. he's focused just on defense and just on 
always moving on offense. Right. It's get your garbage buckets. Get those, you know, uh, momentum setting dunks or whatever now. But yeah, he is. He's been awesome. He's fun to watch. You know, his his heart's in the game. He's going at 900 miles an hour. For sure. And I've I've loved the new Jacob Lawson. He's. I think he's doing. If he keeps this up, like he could compete for a uh, defensive player in the year in the Big Ten. I think so. I mean, at least he has to be considered for it. And I think right. uh, one of the, one of the Purdue Twitter accounts that we we named in our last podcast said that he's reinvented himself to be the new Dallas Lauderdale, where he just brings size I and energy off the bench, and you're afraid to go into the but paint. Way more like, athletic than oh, Dallas Lauderdale. Way more athletic, but I don't know. I don't know if he's as big. Dallas no, Lauderdale looked like, like 6'10". He looked like Donovan McNabb, man. On and steroids. he was a 6'10", <laughs> Donovan McNabb. Yeah, Dallas Lauderdale was a scary guy. But if he turns into that, a guy off oh, the bench I'd that love can provide it. It, you know, backup for A.J. Hammonds you know, down the line, it'd be beautiful. Anthony Johnson, three for 13, only one assist for our supposed, you know, backup point, point guard. guard. And our starting point guard, who actually didn't start in this game, he came off the bench, Ronnie Johnson, zero assists and two turnovers. Coach Painter can't be too happy with that. No, not at all. Was this, the, this was the game where Ronnie forgot his uh, jersey, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that was embarrassing <laughs> enough. But, yeah, I our guard play was just pretty subpar in this game a couple of great coach painter quotes one i'm sick of watching bad basketball that was <laughs> it uh the second older players need to accept their roles a little better too many too many players are quote living and dying by shooting so i think he was a little upset at the lack of effort and the offense dictating their defensive effort or their movement yeah. effort on offense which will be a theme as we go on these four games i agree um and then the last one um we wish we could point this to our young guys uh, he said after Nova, it's the guys that have played before that have had the opportunities to seal the game for us, and they weren't able to do that. It, it you know, Coach Painter's not too happy with no, is not, not too happy not with not at the all. Squad. And he has all the right to be. We've you know, DJ's coming into a completely new role, and I think a lot of people were asking him to do way too much early to be you know the best player on the team, be our leading scorer, and that's you know it's it's so hard to ask a six man to come off and be. A you know, the go-to guy, man, yeah, right. a guy who's been a six-man for his whole career, and then all of a sudden, you yeah, know, is our thrust go-to into guy. This. And you know, we I, we need DJ on the court in those last couple minutes, and he needs to you know step up and provide a big shot. But he needs a DJ needs to understand that you know you don't need to jack up a shot every time you touch the ball, and he's been doing that so much this year, and it's, it's just painful to watch. And for Tyrone, sure. you know, I I give Tyrone a little more leeway because he's still coming off an injury; he's got to find his groove, you know. But he. Tyrone does have a tendency in the past to, you know, take some questionable shots. He just he just needs to drive the basket, which is his number one thing. And, and take hallmark, that open shot when he has it. A hallmark of his game is that penetration, that dribble right. penetration, and nobody on the team was getting any penetration no. this game. Um, so I think, you know, Coach Painter wasn't happy with the effort. We weren't either. Um, so we'll move on. We'll yeah. uh, move on to happier times. Purdue taking on UNC Wilmington the next game at home. Um, it happened on November 21st in Mackey Arena. Beloved Mackey Arena, hopefully you were there. Final score, Purdue 66, UNC Wilmington 40. Uh, the score's a little misleading because the first half ended 28-29 with Purdue leading by one, and that yeah. was only because Tyrone Johnson hit a three-pointer as the halftime buzzer. I was yeah. back home for uh, Thanksgiving, and we were at one of our favorite bars, and we were just getting so... like I have a couple friends who are Purdue grads who I was watching the game with. And Down I just, in Bloomington? Bloomington, Indiana, yeah. yeah there we go. There yeah. we go, making inroads. It works. Oh, yeah. We like to support our boilers down there. <laughs> but it was... Ah, I just, you know, 
Like what? I, we shouldn't allow a team like this to, you know, come in and even be remotely close at halftime. It was kind of frustrating to watch. It in was the very first frustrating. Half. In the first half. Uh, again, like I said, Purdue was only up by one, twenty-nine to twenty-eight in the second half. Purdue opened the half at a fifteen to four run and finished it thirty-seven to twelve. They said we only allowed twelve points by UNC Wilmington in the second half. Coach Painter must have yelled. Yeah. At him. Oh, he probably ripped him a new asshole. Just in ripped him a new one. Final score sixty-six to forty again. There were some bright spots. There were some good bright spots, but I don't know how much we can learn because UNC Wilmington really isn't you know, pretty garbage. a top team. But one of the major takeaways, I thought A.J. Hammonds had a decent game, mm-hmm. um, but he wasn't setting up low in the post no. he, or low enough in the post for him. And he had a huge size advantage on this team. This oh, my team has, gosh. has nobody of quality, it's, and he wasn't really assertive. And it's like what I said earlier. There's, yep. you know, A.J., will, there'll be games where he's completely invested and just you know will dominate, but then there'll be games like this, you know, He'll score and he'll do well, but when you're seven foot, two hundred eighty pounds, turn your back to the basket, back the guy down, and you know, hook shot, lay it in, up and under, for sure, whatever. I mean, you just use your mass and move the guy. Hammond's finished with nine points off three of seven shooting, uh, five rebounds. I guess that's all right, yeah. but you know, you'd like to see him crash the boards a little bit more. You know, that second half, we had a couple stars. Tyrone Johnson was great. Tyrone Johnson finished with 19 points off 6 of 10 shooting. Uh, didn't miss a free throw, which is fantastic. Beautiful. It's amazing. Beautiful. Uh, three for three um, from three-point land. Again, the energy guy off the bench. Jacob Lawson with his amazing energy. Zero points, but he only took one shot. All he needed to do was grab rebounds, right. hustle, get some steals. Get in the guy's face. He filled the box score if you don't look at the points, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, exactly. Some guys aren't meant to be scorers, and that's totally what Jacob Lawson is right now. And the co-player of the game, along with Tyrone Johnson, I thought, was Travis Carroll in this. He was he came out TC. of the box yep. very assertive. and He played hard. I, he I, Coach Painter must have got, or one of the assistant coaches must have gotten to him and said, you need to show that you can bust through this front court log jam that we, we really have. Yeah, I, you, I like watching TC fundamentally. You know, athletic, he's not really the most astounding okay. specimen out there. Know what. But, you know, he, I, think he's like our, I think he's the best at boxing out on the team. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, c- considering where he was last year. Oh yeah, and you know, was... it doesn't. He doesn't get the rebound every time, but he prevents anyone else around him from getting the rebound and allows our other guys to. And that gets so overlooked because so many it. fans are just like, "Uh, TC, you score. suck." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Only looking at the box score and you only know, looking at the fact that it's you know. Stats, I, I do believe that statistics matter quite a bit. You know, there's that huge arguments that stats don't matter, but you know. I think that there's a lot of intangibles that a lot of people overlook. You have that to either you can't record. You have to either look or you have to look at you know the, the stuff that they record in the NBA, which they record some crazy uh, stats in unreal. the NBA. Which I, I love. I love it. I, I love, love statistics. It. But it's you know, Travis is doing all the little things on the court and mm-hmm. scoring, and that's you know that's something that has obviously earned Coach Painter's trust because he's right. playing him a lot more than let's say Sandy. Or Sonny's even, you know, Jay Simpson or something yep. like that. It was a good rebound after a pretty long weekend in New York. Exactly. And I think that was the biggest thing is that yeah. we, we came out and it was a game we needed to have and exactly. we got it. Uh, and then this last game, and we'll spend a, a little bit talking about this one, Purdue at Clemson, Purdue's matchup in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Um, it ended with Purdue winning 73-61. to at a, what, I think it's called Little John Little, Little John, John Coliseum. Or, yeah, it's fantastic. It's That's the best a, name. I, ever. I love it. I, I when I first heard the name, I didn't believe it. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Really? 
It's just comedy. But it we looked all right in this. I mean, we, 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 we looked good. I'm not going to overreact. Um, I actually got some flack on Twitter, which was interesting, for, for pointing out that... Uh, we had some weaknesses and some some pretty big weaknesses that could haunt us yeah. uh, come Big Ten season. But you know, people just see DJ Bird's stat line or saw him just light it up or saw the end of the first half score, which was uh, forty two to twenty two mm-hmm. uh, in favor of the Boilermakers. But you know, that's that that's not ju- when shots go in. People seem to think that it's everything's going great, and when shots don't go in, people t- tend to think that the whole offensive system is terrible. Exactly. I mean, you know, shots can go in, but, you know, say, you know, Bird scored a lot, but he took a lot of shots to get there. That's, you know, exactly. So we'll, we'll, go, with the, we'll go with the positives yeah. here first. Uh, DJ Bird finishing with 22 points off 7 of 12 shooting, 6 for 11 from three-point land. You know, two assists, two steals. You know, he, he was hustling, didn't get into foul trouble yep. at all, only one foul. Um, A.J. Hammonds, 10 points off 4 for 7 shooting. Tyrone Johnson... Getting, you know, finishing the game. If DJ Bird started it off, um, you know, the first half with 20 yep. points, it was Tyrone Johnson that ended it with his inside penetration, 5 of 12 shooting, 13 points. And Ronnie Johnson, you know, the brothers um, that doing That chemistry a is fun to watch. Yeah, it was um, unfortunate I didn't get to watch the first half of the game because mm-hmm. of schoolwork, but I managed to catch the second Overrated. half. Overrated. Yeah, it was. I, I tuned in at the very beginning right when DJ hit all of his threes, which was awesome. That was I, great. Yeah. And, you know, we looked so strong, but as I checked the game cast at halftime and saw the lead, and I couldn't help think back to the uh, Xavier game last oh, year man. when we had a substantial yeah. lead and they came back and beat us. In the Butler game, too. Yeah, Butler year. as well. So uh, I, I yeah. didn't feel too comfortable. I, I can't feel comfortable with a Purdue win in football or basketball. I know. I, you know, I, let a, I read a, a lot of the recaps, and everybody said that they weren't worried about Purdue giving this game up, I was like, "Have you watched any of yeah. our sports?" I was Purdue loves giving, <laughs> Purdue loves giving the game away. It was that it's that gut punch game oh, that I was just awful. I was afraid that this was going to be it, but we held on. Clemson scored thirty nine points in the second half to our thirty one. They were feeling it in the second half. Their full court press they turned got it to off us defensively, yeah, and we had de- no sense of urgency no, against it whatsoever. Uh, their full court press was great. They broke into a zone, which as always, zone completely had us you know baffled yeah we need to figure out how to break his own i think i I texted you in the second half just in all caps why do you dribble to the corner when you're going against the full court press i mean every time young every time and it's and um i think the railroad stop did a great um a great little um frame by frame yeah oh yeah on um on breaking the full court press and how we need to use a screen and how we can't dribble mm-hmm. to the corner. It was, I think it was against the Villanova um, in, the, in the Villanova game. And they did a great job just breaking down frame by frame for those of you who aren't noticing it during the game. Um, Railroad Tide did a great job yeah. of, of summing that together. But w- it's just those simple little things that get me going. I mean, you just see the panic set on the little guys or the younger guys yeah. when, uh, you know, Clemson runs up and penetrate or gets them cornered and they freak out. They don't know what to do. And we turn the ball over a couple of times in that mm-hmm. or, you know, had to use a timeout. We took a couple silly shots. But, you know, what? We whenever they scored, we managed to get a basket and keep the lead up and, you know, beat them by double digits. Well, for sure. And, you know, again – Second half effort after this hot for hot shooting first half we you know they opened it to a nine and zero run um, mm. yeah, well, 
what are you going to do if you can't come out with come out of the half with energy? Right. Either half. I mean, that that's kind of a patent. It is one of the halves we come out starting very slow. Yeah. And we count on made shots to fuel our effort on defense and our effort in painter's motion offense. And you know, it that's something that we can't do. That's something yeah, that youth we, we you know, just does. get too comfortable. So, you know, or we get, we, we either get too comfortable or it's something clicks and we just go nuts. Like yeah. in UNC, oh, we were yeah. neck and neck. And then, you know, the second half we came out and we were like, all right, we have to pull away. Yeah. And this game, we got too comfortable and, you know, it was a 20 a point lead at one time, I believe. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we come out at halftime and we have, it doesn't look like we're competing as hard as they are. They're playing much better defense. Uh, they turned on the press and, you know, we started to lose confidence, uh, started losing care of the ball and just made silly little mistakes as freshmen do thank goodness they stopped playing the press i think they stopped uh at about the 10 minute mark in the second half and we finally yeah. just somehow found a way to break through but i don't know honestly i don't know why they must have stopped it due, due to fatigue because it wasn't working yeah i mean it was slowing us down and their shots were starting to go down i think the first half looked a little better than it actually was because a couple of dj shots were you know some desperation heaves that mm-hmm. just you know banked in or you know just just happened Insanely to luckily go in and it somehow makes it in exactly and their shot you know they were getting close to the basket and weren't making much Right. Um, or, sometimes you know, they're hot, sometimes they're cold, and there's nothing you can really do. About a, it. And their free throw shooting was just, they, were, they pulled a Purdue for the free throw shoot, 11 of 20. That Thankfully, they yeah, did that. I feel for you. I know. I'm I, sorry. We well, know I'm not sorry, is. but, you know, that's, a, that's something you just got to deal with. So, it, you know, a couple of takeaways from this. Um, A.J. Hammonds, I think, has absolutely grabbed a hold of that center position. Yeah. And, you know, it was a lot earlier than, than we predicted in, our, in the preseason oh, yeah. of the he's, first one. He's looking great at the back to the basket five spot you know he's becoming more fun to watch although defensively i think he's still learning where he needs to be where his slides need to come from help, uh, you know yeah help defense. defense it's a lot of the you know in high school obviously he can rely even at you know some of the best high schools he went to oak hill yeah even at the best you can just rely on being seven feet tall right in Having high school a bit of athleticism and you know just incredibly long arms but, but when you get to the one yeah d1 big 10 the most competitive division competitive conference in the ncaa for basketball oh yeah it's you a big have time. to play smart you have to understand where you need to be and you just can't rely on size alone and i thought that this game was the first that i've seen this season a trimmed front court rotation mm-hmm. where there was a definite you know, hierarchy of big men. So we saw Hammonds, Lawson, you know, getting the majority of the minutes, yeah. Carroll and Hale getting, you know, their backup share. Mm-hmm. And Jay Simpson, you know, just getting some garbage time minutes. Right, just get him he's enough a, to get in condition and understand exactly. what he's going to be up against in the next couple of years. And Sandy didn't see game time. Yeah. It, you know, in this one. And that that went against what we thought in the preseason because Absolutely. he had a great preseason. He had a good, uh, good first, play good in Italy. couple games, too. And so we, we didn't see him. So he's, has he fallen to last in the front court rotation? Yeah. I mean, it looks like it as of right now with the way Hammonds and Lawson are both playing. And, you know, Travis Carroll is going to be the old reliable off the bench and Hale has a lot of potential too I mean I think there's gonna be nights where it's just gonna be a toss-up with who's gonna start because Hale can start mm-hmm. Lawson uh, Hammonds Carroll showed that he can start as well he had to start it all last year so it's Painter has a four, lot yeah. to work with I think those four are definitely you know gonna be his mm-hmm. uh, those four being AJ Hammonds Jacob Lawson Travis Carroll and Donnie Hale are going to be his front court rotation right. and Simpson and Chooch are going to have to do something to break into that if they want to get yep. minute, you know anything more than garbage time minutes. The last thing is that I think it was on Travis's recap of it. He he 
kind of put, you know, a little aside saying, is, you know, freshman Hammonds better than freshman JJ? I would say, I, I, yes. I don't even absolutely. think that's a, that's an argument, no. right? I, I mean, mean Hammonds was higher, higher recruited, uh, better rated. Huge. Yeah. Enormous. Already has size. Right. He can shoot. He know he has legitimate post moves. That's the thing. Jawan didn't really have post moves until Mm-mm. his senior year. Until yeah, maybe junior, senior year. Right. Absolutely. You know, JJ averaged 5.4 points, 3.1 rebounds. I think it took until his like, 20th game for him to grab double digit rebounds mm-hmm. or even get close to that. And, you know, for, for, Hammonds, I think we've already seen his breakout game, which was you yeah, know, that second Oregon State, Oregon he, uh, State game in New York. Nuts, offensively. And, you and, know, so absolutely, I think he's better than J.J. Oh, as a I, I wholeheartedly agree. And, you know, I, he's, if he can trim down a little bit, I heard that he's been put on a diet and uh, Rafael Davis got all the snacks out of their room. <laughs> can you uh, picture this? Lamar Odom and A.J. Hammonds' roommates. They would, <laughs> they would get diabetes in a heartbeat. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to think to how much he'll swell to, how oh, much Hammonds would swell it'd to. It'd be awful. But, but on a serious thankfully. note, I, I'm glad they're not roommates. But I'm also glad <laughs> I'm, I'm also glad that Hammonds is you know starting. Things are starting to click because in the first couple games and what I saw in the preseason, I started to lose a little faith in him. Well, yeah. you know, granted, you know he's young. He and looked like a freshman. I he, mean, yeah. And now he looks experienced. He looks like he's he's starting know, to become more comfortable in his own. You know, he's going to have a couple more games like this. I think he's going to have one game uh, where he, you know, he does well in the Big Ten, and then that'll be it. It clicks, and he starts figuring it out. I hope so, because we're going to need his size against the Big Ten. That's our advantage. I mean, um, you know. Jordan Morgan, uh, Cody Zeller. We'll touch on that We've got a lot of guys that need to be defended by Hammonds. So that does it. And now we're going to go to quick hits and grades. We're going to do a few topics here. Just name them off and give our grades for what we think um, you know, these subjects have, have given us so far. Uh, so first topic, freshmen, plus Donnie Hale, the newcomers to this, this squad. Uh, give me your grades. Give me what you think, you know, A through whatever, uh, Z. I'm gonna, you can go I'm through gonna, Z uh, if you want. I think I'll take a standard grading scale. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to give them B-. minus. A B-. B- minus okay. right now. They've had their ups. They've had their downs. Uh, we've had a couple, like we were talking about, Hammonds has been awesome. Ronnie Johnson and Donnie Hale have both been playing well uh, through this, through stretches. Uh, but I've been really disappointed in Rafael mm-hmm. and uh, Jay Simpson thus yep. far. So I think uh, B Davis, minus, maybe C plus. Ray D uh, for uh, um, was both of our freshmen that yeah that we we liked. thought he was going to be the breakout guy and just but, be awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'd only step uh, closer to a B because Ronnie and Hammonds have shown that they can start. Yeah, um, Hale has been you know, a rock. We're talking this, you know, six games, games yeah, in the exactly. season, six games into the season. And you know, I, I won't say that I'm, you know, I'm downcasting the a freshman or you know, totally disappointed or anything like that. I'm just, you know, I'm, there's room to grow. There's yeah, huge. There's, there's a lot of room, of room to, grow. to grow. There's a lot of time for them to grow. So, DJ Bird, next topic. What you think? D. 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 Wow. I think Bird has taken a lot of stupid shots, quick shots too, that you know we don't need. Uh, he's had a lot of turnovers. Uh, and, you know, part of that is not his fault because, like we talked about earlier, he's been forced into a starting role mm-hmm. have to be the go-to guy. Maybe not but, the most natural thing Yeah, but at the same time, you know, DJ, you're a senior, you're our leader. We need you to, you know, slow things down. You, we don't need to – every time you touch the ball, you don't need to shoot it. So, but, I, you know, he'll have a game like last night where he does really well. But at the same time, I think overall, he's if you look at how many shots he's taken, you know, he'll have like 
four for 12 or something just sure. incredibly efficient. He'll score sure. double digit points, but you know, he'll take double digit shots and mm-hmm. get there, which is a lot of people overlooked at. I think I'll be a little nicer to him and go a C, C plus yeah. because he didn't show up for the first couple games um, and only really had his breakout game against Clemson in the first half. Mm-hmm. He, he also had a couple good showings, but again, he, t- he took a lot of shots yeah. to get there. But it might be due to the fact that he's in an unnatural position. Right. I, think, I think I'll agree with you on that. Third topic, Travis Carroll. B plus. B plus. B Look plus. at this. Travis Carroll. I, uh, I had just such low expectations for Carroll <laughs> coming into the season. <laughs> take a listen to the first podcast. I know we've had a couple technical difficulties, but take a listen had to a the first podcast. Um, and see You'll just what understand we said about what we Travis think. Carroll. We had nothing. We expected nothing yeah. out of him. But he is, he's been a quite a surprise you know he's doing the tangibles that a lot of people don't give him credit for he's scoring well he's playing good defense uh good rebounding he's got a beard yeah he's got a great beard he's <laughs> he's celebrating november good for him <laughs> yeah i i give travis carroll a bb plus he's been quite the nice surprise jacob lawson what you think a a minus <laughs> a minus we'll go a minus he can't score can't score can't, yeah. anything but i feel like he's at peace with that Oh, he! I think he loves playing defense. Mm-hmm. Loves playing defense. Loves just being a ball hawk, uh, getting the block shots, steals, and just getting up in other guys' faces, and just a completely different player. I love it. And I bet our coaching staff with Coach Painter's mentality is just salivating uh, and having. They've got to love it. They've got to love it. He fits Painter's system perfectly right now. Sandy Marchuch next. D. D. Oh, I'd go even. I'd go D minus. I really? I go borderline. He. I mean, he's been good when there's been nothing expected of him, and then when we needed him, he, he's just you know, there's old nothing. Sandy. I know. So he's it, made of buttery concrete. Man, it he showed such promise in the preseason and Italy. I thought after the after seeing everything that happened in the Italy trip, I thought this was the year. But obviously, you know, Sandy's still figuring things out, and maybe maybe he'll turn around midseason. Who knows? We could really use his size in the Big Ten. Switching to bigger topics, Maryland in the Big Ten. What you think? <sighs> I think A in, B C D F. Interesting is what I'd rather say, but uh, I'm <laughs> incomplete. Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna give it a C. Okay. I don't. I don't really like it. You know, it's it makes sense for you know marketing, money, and all that jazz. But as a you know born and raised Big Ten fan, mm-hmm. I don't like it. I you know that Maryland doesn't really bring much athletic wise. I just hate their football uniforms for one. Yeah, exactly. Well, so in basketball, well, first of all, they bring money from Under Armour because yeah. just like you know, just like Oregon, they have Sponsor the Under Armour, Armour guy. Mm-hmm. But and they they look you know rumors has it that they're going to be in our division and Illinois is going to switch yeah. over to the Legends um, along with the school we will name next. Uh, but I think you know, I, I'd give it a C. I think that basketball wise they bring some history yeah uh, they also prevented IU i enjoyed from watching them when uh, grievous vasquez and that's I, true <laughs> grievous vasquez he yeah, was so fun i'll never forget grievous, when he pretty much single-handedly beat duke oh it was amazing yeah uh you know nba players steve blake grievous, grievous vasquez chris wilcox jordan williams like they, they have some kind of history yeah, so they at least do. there's that i'm yeah i mean i just i don't know all the expansions and merging of uh, uh conferences is i it's just all about you know making it's money. It's all about the Benjamins, man. And from a business business standpoint, it makes all the sense in the world. For but sure. as a fan in sports, I just uh, I don't like it. Rutgers to the Big Ten. We'll move on. D. 
D. Uh, I, ooh, Rutgers I, is. I think I'd give I'd give them lower. I'd give them an F. Yeah. I don't want Rutgers in the I Big Ten. Yeah, and I don't even understand why Rutgers. We're reacting basketball wise here. Right. You know, this podcast is completely basketball related. But for you know, for that F, I don't. I mean, Rutgers brings absolutely nothing. They have, oh. um, you know, mediocre record. They tied for thirteenth in the Big East last year. Yeah, they're. I don't know. They're mediocre. Their biggest player was Dante Jones. Dante Jones. And is he, he on the Wizards now? No, he is on. He's in Dallas. He's or, on Dallas. That's right. Because he, he used to be on the Pacers when it was in the uh, Darren right, Collison right, right. trade. Um, and he didn't even finish. He finished like one or two years at Rutgers and then yeah. transferred to Duke. I mean, come on. We we don't need Rutgers for basketball, but no, I guess it gives all. us the New York market for the Big Ten yeah, Network. Yeah, and again, all about the money. Next topic on our quick hits, Indiana. Indiana as a number one, and not Indiana overall because you'd have to give them, you know, an A because they've been unbelievable. But Indiana as a number one seed. Uh, Let's go pass fail here. Fail. I have to to give it to Duke. They have been playing lights out. Is that a homer pick? Or I guess it would be an anti-homer pick. No, that's I. Is that haterade talking? No, this well a little bit is haterade, but it, honestly, if you look at it, you know I use played lights out, and mm-hmm. I, you know they play great basketball, they play great defense. That zone that they have is uh, just untouchable offensively. Uh, they made a mockery out of UNC the other night, and so did Butler. That's for true too. We'll get to that here in a second as I progress. But they just they can score in so many different ways. But the thing is. The only true competition they've had is UNC, and I think UNC is a little underproven. I think they might be overrated. They've got a bunch of young guys who are good players, but you know, I'd, I'm not sure that they needed to be as ranked as they high were or as high as they were a few weeks ago. And who, then, so you say Duke is the number one? Yeah, because Duke has beaten Ohio State. That was tough. That was a good. That game. That was a great game. <sighs> and then they beautiful. beat uh, they beat Louisville, and they Louisville. beat uh, who was the third in the top five? Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, yes, they beat all right. three of those guys, and you know. That's that's a those are three. That's a gauntlet. Dynamite teams. That's a gauntlet, and Indiana has played UNC, and that's been their real test. Yeah, um, and they almost you know they were neck and neck with uh, Georgetown. Georgetown a couple weeks ago, and they were they almost choked that game away. Yeah. But they look like you know on the road they look like a good team. You know I don't I don't want to say good, but but a decent team for the number one overall. Uh-huh. Um, at home they're terrible. At home they're unbelievable. Yeah, I mean I, you know I like the IU crap, but. Assembly I mean, give credit Hall. when credit's due. Assembly Hall, you know, when they were playing uh, against UNC was unbelievable, and they just fed off of that. Hull's oh, just yeah. fed off of that. It was unbelievable. Hull's is a very emotional guy, and he can he can get when he gets going on that, he's pretty hard to stop as a shooter. So I as don't a score know. in general, he is a good score. How about I use the number one uh, pass fail? I use the number one team of the Big Ten so far. Um. Uh oh, I'd pass that. I'd pass that for sure. We go Michigan. I really here? like Michigan a lot. I've I've had so much fun watching Michigan. They look but good. They got pros. I think for now I'm gonna have to still give it to IU. For sure. I think I'd have to give IU the best. But the Michigan Ten. is right there behind him, and I think Michigan. I, I've said it before, and I think Michigan is gonna win the Big Ten. And I think Michigan is gonna be. I think Michigan has a chance to flirt with that number one seed for a little no, while. I think so. I mean, uh, you know. If IU loses a game here or there, they could take the number one spot or a top five. Speaking of Michigan, I was uh, when I went to Brothers last night to watch the game after one of the, my meetings, uh, one of the guys I was with, I was told we were talking about intramural basketball, and he said that he uh, last year was getting ready to play an intramural game 
or maybe it was just pickup. It doesn't matter. Anyway, sure. he was at the co-rec and he walks in and there's this enormous white dude and him and his friends are like, wow, this guy's just awesome. He's like hitting pull-up threes from right past the midcourt and they get closer and one of his buddies is like, dude, that's Mitch McGarry. Oh my gosh. And so apparently Mitch McGarry's girlfriend goes to Purdue. And, really? Uh, yeah, I had no idea. I'm glad he, uh, you know, yeah, I'm glad right. He chose Michigan yeah, for that for relationship. Him. Come on. But so anyway, he Come said on, uh, they were watching him for a little while, and like his team was getting ready to play Mitch McGarry's team. Holy and crap. Mitch McGarry's just kind of dicking around and goes up and slams it down and breaks the backboard. <laughs> and they like he said the co-rec went nuts, and he said Mitch McGarry just snapped a picture of the broken backboard and walked out. And at first I didn't believe him, and I was like, all right, well maybe he's like just made this up because I didn't hear about it. Yeah. And then he's like, hold on, and he like scrolled through his phone and showed me the picture of the broken backboard, Gosh. and I was just like, damn. So Mitch McGarry is a manimal, and why that's why didn't he come here? Why didn't Glenn Robinson come either? Let's move on. Yeah. Move on to bigger and better things. Our football program, Danny Hope and his tenure, his four years at Purdue. A, B, a, C, D, F. A, A, A. All the A's. Uh, a plus. That's great. <laughs> 100%. I, you know, I, I, part of me feels bad for rooting for someone when they lose their job. But Hope came out and said at the beginning of the season, this is the most talented team I've yep. ever had. And yep. you know, we know the story. We got the floor mopped with us throughout the whole Big Ten season. You know, we beat the best possible outcome. We beat IU. We beat IU, and we could go to a bowl. We are going to a bowl. And so, Hope got yeah. fired. Three <laughs> three best parts of my Thanksgiving break. I think for Hope's tenure, um, I'd give him maybe a C plus. Yes. But that because he didn't you know fail expectations, no. but he didn't really meet them either. He I also mean, he, had a lot of bad luck. A lot right. Of injuries. He did, and you know he did a good job of bringing in recruits. Yeah, for sure. But you know it's C plus and good enough. And now with that Rutgers and Maryland money, we got to go there hire go. someone. Uh, so we'll give an A for Coach Hope's firing, a C-plus for uh, his tenure. And Xavier now, our next matchup, basketball, uh, Saturday afternoon in Mackey Arena, be there, 2-15. What do you think? A, B, C, D, F as the uh, Xavier rating Xavier. Rating Xavier, uh, D. Davis, Bloomington North alum. Ooh. He's been playing. Pick. He's been playing pretty well lately, but – as a whole, I can't say I've really watched Xavier, but mm-hmm. from what I've seen statistically, B. They're they're a solid team. They they always play as tough, regardless of their ranking and our ranking. But I think it, you know, I think this is gonna be the first game of the season where Mackey is loud and For you sure. know, roaring and being what Mackey normally is. And I think we're gonna I think we're gonna come out with a win. I think it's gonna be a single digit, really close, nail biting win though. Uh a nail biting Purdue win? Yes, okay. nail-biting pretty well. Okay, so I, I like that pick. I like Xavier as a B. They'd be a very good tournament, um, you know, resume builder. Exactly. And that's something big. That if we can just needs. if we can keep the momentum going with beating these, you know, not amazing teams, but just solid tournament teams, you know, that's going to help us so much more getting to the, uh, the NCAA tourney. And that's it for this this week's episode of the Train Stop. We'll be back either next week or the week after, depending on how many games are being played. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll, we'll give you some more uh, analysis best we can. Yeah, hopefully we'll have uh, good things to talk about. Exactly, and we apologize for the technical difficulties. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. We love you guys. Going down.